What's up, everybody? Got Gabe Diero on this episode, and this is a really unique one because he talks about being an employee at a multi-inspector firm, about being coachable, about being a great kind of teammate and employee, but then he also talks about what it's like going out on your own. So it kind of gives dual perspective, and he talks a lot very candidly about um, his former employer, who he really has a great relationship with. Um, They they still like each other, and um, it's a, a good illustration of there's multiple paths in this industry to succeed. Um, it can be under someone else's roof. You can go out on your own and still have good relationships and self-friendly competition um, with someone that you worked with and that frankly trained you and, and kind of got you to where you're at. So here's a really refreshing perspective. And another piece is that he is a, a, on the younger end of home inspectors in the business. Um, and so that inspires me a lot just because um, the industry does tend to skew a little older and a little further along in life, like a second or third career. And so he's kind of trailblazing for the younger folks that do want to get in this kind of industry and shows that it can be a very vibrant and thriving industry um, for millennials and Gen Z as well. So hope you enjoy the episode. And uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. Keep sharing the pod, um, leaving the reviews, letting me know if episodes are particularly helpful or good to listen to. Um, so I appreciate it and, uh, it keeps me creating more episodes and finding guests. So definitely shoot me guests. If you have any ideas, um, or people that in particular inspire you or that, you know, they would have a good story to tell, shoot them my way. Let's just introduce you to people. Like, who are you? Where are you from? And, uh, and we can jump in. Yeah. So my name is Gabe, uh, Gabe Dero, and I live in Truckee, California, which is right next to Lake Tahoe. That's kind of how uh, Truckee is known for the longest time, but kind of with the influx of the market in the Bay Area, Truckee's kind of had its its own reputation now. Um, blown up, been, right? Or it's yeah, been blown it's, up. it's definitely blown up. Uh, I think average house right now is still 1.2 in Truckee, uh, 1.2 million. Um, and uh, I've been an inspector for about three years now. Uh, two of that, uh, about two and a half of that was working for Steve Saturno, who was on this podcast pretty recently. Yeah. And, uh, and then as of the start of this year, I kind of went out on my own and it's been great. Congrats. So you said you did that earlier this year, went out. Yeah. I, I forget the exact month. It wasn't January. It could have been February. Um, because Steve had just had a baby and I had been planning on going out on my own, but I was right when he had the baby, I was like, you know, I just want to give him some time uh, to adjust. Yeah. Like <laughs> the yeah. last thing I feel like he would want and need is, um, Hey, I just had a baby and I'm not sleeping. And by the way, I'm going out on my, right. <laughs> I'm right. losing an employee. So I wanted to give him just some time to adjust and um, yeah, make any, make any plans. Cool. I'm glad you brought it up. Cause like, I, I, he's a great guy. You seem like a great guy. I assume it was, uh, you know, a, a planned amicable thing. How was that whole process? Like, how did you view, um, you know, the work you did for him and kind of at what point were you like, you know what, I want to, I want to take my shot at kind of being my own boss here. Yeah. I think I always knew I wanted to go out on my own. Um, I started with Steve. I was, I, I had no idea what a home inspector was. And my brother who's in real estate mentioned it to me. He's a realtor. Okay. And I, uh, I was working at a, just a, a pretty rough environment before that in a cabinet shop. Uh-huh. And, uh, it was just a rough environment. And I, I think in Truckee. Day, in Truckee okay, yeah. Cool. And, uh, I just cold called Steve. Cause I was like, I'm just going to start calling inspectors. Uh, because that's, that's the way I feel like I was going to learn the best is, you know, I, I don't learn super great off of, you know, uh, you know, classes and, and I learn the most off of being in the field and, and having Doing. someone teach me. Yeah. And uh, so I just cold called Steve and he had happened to just put out a, a Craigslist ad for like a job opening. And uh, I, I never even saw that. And uh you know, a few weeks later I was hired. And, so this is when you were the, what, 22, 23? Yeah, I think I was just about 22. Okay. When I, when I did that and um, yeah, he hired me and uh, I mean, Steve is just, 
I, I've, I feel like I've had quite a few different bosses now. And Steve is like the number one best boss. Like if I was ever going to be a boss, I would try to just copy paste what Steve does <laughs> just because, uh, he's just, he was just fantastic. Uh, the way that, you know, he, he really does trust you as an employee when, you know, you, you give him kind of your all, he'll definitely give you his all. And, uh, it just was a great relationship and working for him. I, I worked my butt off and I just wanted to be the best employee I possibly could be. And it's funny. It's, I, I feel like it's a, a lost trade, not, not across the board, but like uh, just being a good employee. I feel like that's uh, something my, my dad taught me um, really early on was uh like really basic things that will make you just stand out, you know, uh, and it was, you know, look presentable, show up on time and do what you say you were going to do. Oh. And, uh, like you do those three things. He was like, you do those three things and you'll go so far. And, uh, I, I just tried to really do those things and, and be a good inspector. And, uh, it worked out great. And we did that for, for two years. And, um, I felt like home inspecting is especially working with Spectora. It's just so it's probably one of the cheapest overhead businesses that I've seen. Um, and it's just, it's really manageable. Uh, it's really doable for, you know, a single inspector. And uh, I felt very comfortable with the idea of going out on my own and before Real quick, before I, I went out on my own, I actually had started uh, a, like a side inspection business uh, mm -hmm. on Fridays, uh, just doing roof inspections because in Truckee, we get so much snow. Uh, I mean, at, annually, we get about 18 feet of snow and our roofs, our roofs take the, the brunt of that. Mm -hmm. And um, it was pretty, what I saw was it was pretty common to have a roofing contractor come out and do an inspection on your roof uh, even though you were getting a home inspection and uh, but they were always the roofers are so busy none of them wanted to do it oh, and yeah and most home inspectors uh, in this area don't go on the roof they'll just look at it from the ground and I was I I just, it dawned on me of like, well, why don't I just start doing some roof inspections? Uh, I'm not afraid of heights. Uh, my father was a chimney sweep, so I was pretty uh, comfortable with just, you know, getting up there. And so I, I started a complete like little side business where I was just doing roof inspections on, on Fridays and it was, it was pretty successful. And so that helped me, I feel like transition to just doing home inspections it made me really comfortable with spectora and uh learning how to build you know your templates and um yeah it was it was just it felt like a really easy transition out on my own and uh, the conversation i guess the the relationship between me and steve when i was going out on my own is um you know i was just really upfront with him i you know told him i was i was leaving um uh, I told him like, Hey, I know you just had a baby. Um, like, let's figure out a date. You know, I know that, you know, getting a new inspector takes time. So not two weeks doesn't necessarily, you know, work the best. Right. Um, I think I worked probably a month for him after that, maybe a little less than that. Um, after I said I was, I was going out on my own and, um, he was just, I mean, again, Steve, um, he just, he handled it so well um, and was actually like excited for me. It, it I think it stung a little bit just because yeah. we had such a good relationship. And I think at that time I was a, um, a pretty self-sufficient inspector and uh, it stung, but he was just, you know, he, he told me even, you know, Hey, if you need any help setting up stuff, if you have any questions, let me know. Uh, he said, if you, if you go out on your own and you don't like it and you want to come back, let me know. I'll take wow. you right back. <laughs> uh, and Very that, gracious. I mean, yeah. And that uh, as a, you know, as for me, that was just great to hear, like, wow, like 
hearing that I could go back to him means like that, that relationship was really authentic and real. And the, the effort I put into, you know, serving him and working for him, it, you know, it showed. And that was, I mean, that's just a good, a good report, you know, is a good thing. Uh, it makes you, makes you happy and makes you uh, just appreciate, you know, the time that you spent there and, and working underneath Steve was amazing. I mean, he's so knowledgeable. Um, it was definitely the best route I feel like for a young inspector to do is, you know, find somebody who's willing to train you and knowledgeable and, and go learn. And I feel like I learned a lot from Steve. That's, that sounds right. You know, sounds on brand for him. And I think any operator understands that's a possibility. I think when you have any high performers or people that are very capable, you know, at some point they may try, they may want to go do their own thing. And as a fellow entrepreneur, I think he understood that and everyone else would understand that. And I think very first class, the way, uh, you know, sounds like he handled it. And so that this is great for people to hear um, that may be considering that. Um, was there anything you kind of wish you knew before you went out on your own, uh, you know, pitfalls or? Uh... Yeah, uh, I, I think the, I learned this actually pretty fast, but uh, at least right now in the market, things are still so fast moving in Truckee. And so you might start your week and have no inspections. And so you're like sitting there freaking out, like, <laughs> what did I, I do? doing something wrong? Like, <laughs> yeah. why don't people like me and want to use me? And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, you might start it with no inspections, but by the end of the week, you had six or five, or uh, it just fills up because, uh, people just call and things are last minute and they're like, Hey, I need an inspection in the next three days. And you're like, I can do it. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I have yet to say no to anybody who's called me yet on an inspection. I'm just, yes, yes, yes I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about any so, advice on like the, the business set up front? Because a lot of people become employees because they don't want to have to go register an LLC because they don't want to do their own taxes because they don't want to have to get a website. So like, any uh, advice there for anyone thinking about breaking out on their own of what to expect? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's a lot. I think it, it's a lot more than you, you know, expect. Uh, there's just a list, but uh, I mean, it's just the, the cost of going out on your own. Um, and that's just like the, the cost of business and doing those things is, uh, you know, you make that list of these are the things I have to do. And uh you just slowly start chipping away at them one by one. And you, I mean, you just recognize that it's a, it's a short season. It's a short window that, uh, you know, these are the things I just have to do to get done. And it's, it's doable. Lots of people have done it and uh, it's not going to, you're not always going to be setting up your, you know, your LLC or your, you know, your taxes. Uh, you'll have to do them every year, but uh, it's, it's, it's a short time frame that you have yeah. to do that for. And so it's, you know, it's, it's difficult and, you know, you have to definitely, when you're young, you have to ask a lot of questions and find people who know what they're doing. Cause you have no idea. I'm like, for me, it was, I have no idea what any of this is. So you have to find people who do. And just ask them, right. It sounds simple, right. Uh, it's yeah. like find knowledgeable people, extract knowledge. Um, what would you say are some characteristics of say, you know, if we're talking to multi-inspector employees out there, what are some commonalities or what would you say characteristics of people that maybe would go out on their own or are more likely to want to start their own business? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think, I mean, people who are, are pretty self-sufficient, I, I think are, you know, that's a, that's a pretty common sign, I would say. Uh, they're, if they're self-sufficient, you know, it means that they, they kind of have the, the bandwidth and the, you know, the, the effort to just kind of do things on their own. Um, figure, the figure it out gene, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If they're, you know, able just to, to kind of figure things out on their own. And um, I think that's a, that's a good sign. And um, I mean, if they, if they show, you know, a certain level of drive, uh, that's that's the other side of things other than that I, I there's nothing that really dawns on me 
looking at other, you know, inspectors. I don't, I don't know a ton of other inspectors um, personally, um, but for me, that's what it was. It was, you know, having that gene of just kind of trying to do things on my own and work it out. And I was just driven in that way. Yeah. I think the drive and always wanting to improve things and kind of those unique perspectives, you know, cause you know, if you're not the owner, sometimes you may not be able to implement some of those things. And I think when you start having those like unique ideas and you're like, I just want to run with this. Um, that, that's a good hallmark of someone that should be maybe on their own. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the youth aspect. Cause I, I'm very fascinated by this because our industry is predominantly, um, old, I would say 40 plus if I had to, like, I haven't looked mm. at the exact data, but 40, 50 plus you're, you're a young cat in the industry. And that's cool. They're like the trades typically, you know, I put home inspection in the trades. It's not like being a plumber or like a carpenter, but it's something I think young people don't know about or think about. And so what has it been like? Um, and what was it like for you coming in being on the younger side? Like both within the context of it, within the company, within Steve's company, and then now on your own kind of presenting yourself. Yeah. I have a, a funny story on this. I, we do a lot of, you know, inspections where, you know, it's a remodel that's just finishing up or it's new construction. And I showed up to a house and uh, they were in the middle of remodeling it. They were finishing stuff up and uh, there was probably a, like a 60 year old contractor, which was very common for Truckee. It's a lot of, yeah. you know, Tahoe contractors been in the area for 30, 40 years. And uh, I, I'm walking in and he's like, you the home inspector? I was like, yep. And he's like, you're a little young to be a home inspector. And <laughs> I, uh, I looked at him and I was like, I'm a little old to be a contractor still. <laughs> it's very, very, uh, you know, it was, it was very lighthearted and he, he was laughing. And, uh, that was, I believe the only time that I've run into to any trouble being younger, uh, just because I really do feel like it's, it's just how you present yourself and you know, how you talk, um, which I know that's something Steve was talking about on your guys' podcast is that's something that is a little harder to learn. Uh, mm -hmm something you kind of just naturally have of just presenting yourself and uh being able to communicate well and um so overall I mean being young it, I haven't had issues of people you know being standoffish because I was young um and I mean I I've I've just so thoroughly enjoyed finding home inspecting uh be, while I'm young uh, I mean, like I said, I've, I've had other jobs at one point. Uh, I mean, just coming out of seminary school, I was uh, a pastor for a short period. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I was, I, before that, I was in construction for a long time and then was working in that cabinet shop. And uh, I just so thoroughly enjoyed the schedule of home inspecting, uh, the work environment. Most of the time you're alone, uh, but just working with realtors and uh, it's just a, it's a great a great industry for, for young people to go into. Um, and being young, uh, especially like as an employee, uh, you just, you have to be coachable, uh, is what I, I say. And coachable to me is, um, you, you know, you, you see the right way to do it, or, you know, the, the person who's doing it the right way, they're the best at it. And you just emulate them. Um, uh, you you listen to them and you take what they say and you just you put it in your brain okay this is how i do it uh, i think it's human nature to well this is the way i've done it or this is the way i do things and not to be uh adaptable i think that's human nature and something that you know you'll you'll be pretty successful in life if you are adaptable and you can emulate uh the people who do the best job around you if you can emulate them, uh, it'll take you pretty far. And, and just being able to receive instruction and uh, adopt it right away, uh, it'll take you pretty far. Where did you learn that from? Where did you learn to be coachable? Uh, I think sports as, as, a, as a kid, in, you know, growing up, uh, I think if you want to excel in sports, you, you have, I mean, it's, it's What'd you so... Play? 
uh football in Truckee oh. football is like a year-round sport almost really <laughs> uh, so when you're not when you're not playing football you're training for football and so okay um I did track but that was for football what position uh, did you play in football so Truckee is usually a small high school it's grown a little bit recently so you play both ways and everything, everything. special teams. <laughs> and so I was a running back, uh, a free safety, and then punt, kickoff, punt return. Wow. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything. You just don't really come off the field. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think in order to excel, you know, you have to watch the best. And what are they doing? Why are they the best? Uh, what is it that makes them the best? And then uh, if you can emulate that, it'll, you know, it's, it's very helpful. Um, and I mean, that part of it is just to self-awareness of mm. what is my body doing? Uh, what, what am I thinking? How am I, you know, processing these things? Uh, that self-awareness is, is really, really good. Even knowing your weaknesses of this is my weakness. And this is like knowing that helps me to, uh, you know, deal with it. And oh. so. I love the humility and the lack of ego it takes to be self-aware and say, this is not my strong suit. How do I learn it? Who do I go to? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that, I mean, that humility is not a super uh, common, common thing these days, I feel like. And so uh, no. being able to, you know, admit that and being able to, because it's just reality. Uh, yeah. It's just reality that you, you definitely do not have strong points. Uh, Mine for home inspecting was uh, I don't have, when it comes to like writing, I do not have great skills. Uh, my grammar's not super great. Mm -hmm. uh, my spelling's not super great. And luckily, you know, nowadays I feel like, um, you know, if it was back 50 years, I mean, now we have spell check and, right. you know, we have all of these you know, things that we can adopt that just cover your basis. And so, uh, you know, that's super helpful and nice. And, but understanding that, you know, I miss th little things like that often is, is super helpful to know. I love that you mentioned this because I, I feel like I'm kind of in, you're technically a millennial, right? Or a Gen Z. I'm, I'm the start of Gen Z. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So I've, I have found that occasionally young folks will, they know they don't know certain things, but they won't ask because, you know, they're like either, you know, insecure or worried that they'll look dumb. And then there's like older inspectors that know a lot about construction or framing or whatever. And they think they know everything. So they never ask when they don't know something. And so mm -hmm. I see that as such an advantage that you have of like being self-aware at your age to know what you don't know and soak up and learn what other advantages do you think gen z or millennials kind of have like you mentioned at the beginning like using your youth to your advantage um part of that is it's okay to not know because you're young like no one's yeah. gonna fault you you know and there's not that insecurity there yeah i i mean in in each generation there's so many studies now on them uh in each generation there's pros and cons and uh I mean, Generation Z, they might be very much so um, like they just want the world right now. Uh, like they just want to be running their, their company uh, right now and, you know, at the top right now <laughs> and not understanding the road it takes to get there. Uh, and, uh, but some of the benefits are, I mean, uh, young people are, are, are they're exciting. Uh, they're energetic. They're driven most of the time. Um, not all the time, <laughs> but uh, I feel like most of the time they're, yeah, they're energetic. They're, they're motivated. They're, they're driven. They have lots of energy. They have lots of spare time. Um, and so, you know, we, you know, businesses, industries, they want young people, but um, it's so they want the right young people though. Um, they want people who are, are driven, who, who can, you know, work hard and diligent and aren't just, you know, expecting everything to be handed to them right away. Uh, and I mean, but that those things will take you far if as a young person, uh, 
if you, you know, you stick your head down and you work hard and uh, it gets noticed and, and you bring, you know, more to the table than you're taking away, uh, it, it gets noticed pretty fast. And um, I feel like me, at least, I, I don't know, me, at least, uh, I thrive under responsibility. Um, like I, I want responsibility. Um, I want um, those things given to me because then it, it makes me more engaged. It makes me feel, uh, I guess, more important. I've had jobs where it's like, you know, your job is pointless and you know, you know, they're, you're not getting the training you need. You're not getting, you know, the, the your responsibility level is so low and it's, it's terrible. It's just the worst. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're like, why am I even here? And, right. It doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. Nothing I'm doing. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. And so actually having, you know, responsibility is, is super helpful. It's super needed. Uh, and that takes a lot of trust. That takes a lot of trust for somebody to hand you that. Um, there's a, a, a leadership podcast called Craig uh, Groeschel. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, if somebody can do your job 70% as good as you can, give it to them. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I think that's a really good statistic. It's scary, but, uh, you know, that's yeah. just, that's, if you want to grow, I think if you want to hire someone, you have to be willing to do those things. Craig, um, how do you spell that? Rochelle, R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E? I think it's, uh, Craig Groeschel. Groeschel. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll link he's that. A, in the... Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a pastor, but like massive organization, massive. And he does a leadership podcast that isn't like, it's not leadership for churches. It's just leadership in general. And it's Mm -hmm. really just good facts of, you know, how to deal with a difficult person, how to manage teams, how to, uh, and it's just really good, really good stuff. And uh, yeah. And to me, for any inspectors out there listening, it's like that 70% rule. If you want to get ahead and, and kind of grow your responsibility and pay and everything, do more than the 70%. Try to aim for doing it 90% as good as your owner or boss or manager. Yeah. Um, I love the example you're setting, though, and kind of the way you view the world, because I agree with you that millennials and Gen Z are similar in that they want everything now. They want to be in the position of power and have a seat at the table right away without necessarily thinking about all the work that goes into getting there. So there's like a lack of patience, I would say. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like, I don't know if social media makes us that way with short attention spans or whatever, but yeah, you put in your two years, you put in time and got noticed because it's not forever. Right. Like I think yeah. the p- people think, Oh, I hate the man. I hate the company because I'm going to be here for 30 years and no one will ever know. It's like, well, no, if you commit, and work your ass off if things can change quickly in a couple of years and you're a great example of that yeah so what what other advice would you give to people your age or say say it's gabe from five years ago you know about whether it's starting your own business or just being a good employee i think there's some nuggets in here because you you almost have a few old school kind of characteristics about you which i dig uh, yeah i'm not uh, i don't think i'm your i i wasn't raised i guess in your typical like i i don't think i'm your typical generation z uh and that, that's not I, I hope that doesn't sound super uh prideful and cocky but um i mean it's just it's it's you have to view things in in terms of reality i mean we have as humans we have lots of feelings and we have expectations and all these things but uh that doesn't mean just because you have a feeling that doesn't mean it's ultimate reality. Uh, and so I have a feeling that I, I, I should be making more money and I should be higher up on this level, but the reality is I'm not. And the reality is like, you know, uh, as a, you know, young person, you might want to be an owner of a company in a, you know, a year and you might want to be making tons of money, but the reality is like, no, it takes a lot more time. Um, and so just like keeping things in perspective and reality is, uh, I think, super helpful. Uh, I think for me at my age, uh, you know, it took me, you know, like two years to go out on my own. And then even now uh, starting my own business, um, 
you know, it, I'm not as busy as I thought I was going to be, but that's okay. And uh, one of the reasons I went out on my own is because looking at it, uh, I realized that I could, because home inspecting is such a low overhead, at least for me, it's so low overhead. It's, it's a, it's amazing business. Um, I realized that I could, if I did half as many inspections as I was for Steve, I would still make just about or more money uh, if I was doing half the amount of inspections. And I felt very comfortable with that moving forward of, you know, even if I have half the amount of inspections that I do, I'll still be making, you know, roughly around the same amount or a little bit more than what I was. And uh, I felt, I, so I just felt very comfortable with going out on my own on that. Um, but and you that get the little... experience of owning your own business, the learnings that you get of being an entrepreneur and the juggling and that, you know, everything that we experience starting our own thing. Yeah. I mean, and it's a, it's an investment. Uh, hopefully next year I'll have even more inspections and the year after that, maybe even more. Uh, and then maybe I, I hire someone. Uh, I don't know. Listening to the podcast, uh, you had a recent podcast from a guy who's just a uh, well, I listened to two. One guy was saying like, you need to hire other, other people. And then this other guy was just a single inspector. And he made me after the, after the other guy, I was like, holy cow, I got to start growing. Like, and then after the other guy, uh, you know, the single inspector, I felt so much more just relieved off of that. Yeah. That's why I had Zach on because he is, he was like the model of, Hey, it's okay to not grow. I'm doing hundreds a year. I make a great living and I don't have to deal with the headaches of managing anybody. And that's a different approach and it's not for everybody. Yeah. 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 I mean, people are your, your number one biggest problem. Yeah. And expense <laughs> yeah. probably. Um, and yeah. so it's, I like showing different paths to win. There's a lot of ways to win in, uh, in small business and being an entrepreneur. So, um, yeah. but, but I love that you mentioned the, the, the barriers to entry are low. The overhead is low. Um, but you got to go in willing to learn and kind of grow your skill set. Did you, I'm curious. So like you spent, cause you could have spent your two years with Steve grumbling, being like, man, BS, like doing all the work and paid less. But like, did you focus on building skills because you knew there was like a bigger picture because this applies to anyone out there that has a job right now. And I think there's just a matter of perspective can change how you spend two years. Yeah. Uh, I felt Steve compensated me very fairly, um, especially for, you know, the, the amount of time I was putting in, um, like home inspecting, it just, it, I was, I was consistently off at one o'clock, two o'clock starting at nine. And I was like, not a bad life. No, it's not a bad life at all. And um, I feel like the amount of time I was putting in and how much money I was making out of it, I was, you know, it was very, very fair. And, uh, I, you know, Steve did even things that were just so incentivizing where if, if, you know, if you did like over 20 inspections or like 25 inspections, it was like a $500 bonus. But if you did over 30, it was like a thousand dollar bonus. And so like for me doing two a day, that's 30. I was, you know, I was stoked to, to try to get 30 inspections each month. Uh, Cause it was a thousand dollar bonus. And at the end of the month and such a, a good tool to just incentivize me. Um, I'm, that was a little bit of a, a different train. Could yeah. you repeat your question? No, what was your original question? Well, I want to, I want to go this direction because do you, so like millennials, I was used to getting the rap that from baby boomers, that millennials, they don't know how to fix anything. They don't know anything about houses or cars because, uh, you know, we're like the, the easy button, the Uber generation where it's like, oh, just hit a button. Food gets delivered, hit a button, car gets fixed. Do you think millennials and Gen Z, do you think there's hope for them to increasingly learn more about 
how to change a furnace filter or how to change oil? Or do you think the world is just getting so like the on demand world is getting so kind of uh, sped up by technology that there's just Gen Z is just not going to learn about home systems and, uh, and there's going to be this gap in the future because that's the worry is that like there's increasingly less people to inspect roofs, to inspect homes, to do all these services that we need. Yeah, I mean that's that's a an interesting one. Um, I know I just hit you I with mean, a giant like economic question here of like, is yeah. there hope for your generation in terms of yeah. learning these things? Yeah, I mean that wasn't. I mean for me that that was just never me. I mean I I was uh, I was also a mechanic for a long time. I do oh, all the really? work on my own on See, my own what, cars what was different with your like were you taught that specifically by your parents is that why you have a skew towards kind of you know cars uh, homes i think my my i mean my my father he really um i think he really instilled in me that like at a certain point when i was a young you know man uh he really instilled in me that like Hey, if you can do it yourself, I'm not going to do it for you. Uh, mm. Just to like give you the opportunity to do it, and so uh, and it wasn't like he just left me out on my own. It was you know he was super helpful, but it was like little things like okay, he had seen if a parent buys a kid their car, the kid usually takes less care of that car. Right. they don't have anything invested into it right but you know if the kid buys a car or in my dad's case he bought half the car so i, I had to pay for half the car nice in, in that case he he just saw that you know they're going to take better care of this car because you you invested into it and then you know for me with that vehicle uh you know if something major went wrong he would definitely help me out but it was like hey you, you know you need new like spark plugs here's a youtube video and especially now i mean it's like you can learn anything uh anything with youtube uh it's just I, half of the mechanic things i know is just because I, there's a youtube video and it's like that's not even mechanics like it, it's like adult legos at that point it's like, <laughs> do you have the the you know the brain power to watch something identical in front of you on a screen and do do it in front of you. Like right. it's a step-by-step process that it's like that anybody can do it after that point, like anyone. And I think, uh, I was in, I was in Peru for three months and I watched a, a guy, they, it was a, it was a campus down there and they had had a company come out and drill two wells and the wells failed. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll dig your well. Cause they didn't have money to, uh, pay for, you know, the drill to come back out. And I watched this guy in three months, dig a 200 foot well by hand. What? Yeah. And, uh, that was super mind opening to me because I mean, we can just do so much more than we think, you know? And I think even like just talking about cars again, you know, people get super overwhelmed and they're like, well, that's, that's not my avenue. I'm not good at that stuff. And it's like, you can do it. If you want to do it, you can do it. Um, and because it's just, I mean, we're, we're so much more capable than we know. And, uh, and I think technology plays a lot into that. Like we're so comfortable. And so the idea of, you know, things that are complicated and stressful or, or hard overwhelm us, but, uh, they're not bad things. They're, they're good things. And so I, overall, I, I don't know if millennials and Generation Z are going to, you know, get to the point where they're going to know more about houses overall. Um, some of us will, I think. And uh, I think those people are going to be pretty successful. I mean, I'm sure, as you know, that the, the young, amount of young people going into trades is just so low. But I mean, I tell all my friends, dude, go get a trade job because, yeah. you know, you go work for five years and learn the trade really well, go out on your own. There's going to be so little amount of people doing that, uh, that if you get established, you're going to just skyrocket. Like 
just because it's you know the competition's so low there's not enough people doing it and it's like it's that's that's a lot of security going into things and you get to be your own boss and gen z millennials know social media they know reviews there's so many advantages to where you can come out of the gate screaming against your competition and make 100 grand 200 grand i i think yeah. that's the baseline in my opinion because the shortage is so real <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i tell my friends all the time and none of them have really done it <laughs> but uh it's and it's you know it's a cool i to me personally i i couldn't work in front of a screen every day uh, and i enjoy you know being out and about and going to a new house every day and uh, i mean you get in Truckee, especially in trekking tile you get just such a variety of houses uh, i was actually i have a funny story i was i was at a massive house yesterday it was a seven million dollar house and uh during my home inspection a bear broke into the house a bear <laughs> yeah it uh the owner had left uh he was there when i showed up in the morning and he had left all the screen doors open and uh I was in the house and I heard a noise and I came around like to the living room and I caught the bear right as he was opening the refrigerator. <laughs> and you're, uh, shitty, you're shitting me. The bear was yeah. opening the fridge. Oh yeah. I mean, we have uh, in up here, it's, we have, you know, bears are, they're very smart and they can, uh, they open things all the time. Um, and so they, they just know, I mean, they, most bears have broken into multiple houses and, and raided the house of its food and uh he went he knew exactly what he was doing he walked straight to the fridge started opening it up and uh i caught him right at that moment <laughs> what did you do he, oh you just yell it i mean they're they're big they're big babies uh they're uh they're super scared and so i just yelled at him and he took off but uh did you like speak the, to him like a human or did you just like yell you no, know I, I yelled at him <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i'm yelling words but it's just any noise they're they're just scared i mean um the thing's really only about bears up here at least like i mean obviously you don't want to mess with them if they have a bunch of cubs uh, right you don't want to mess with them then and then if bears bears only know to to go out the way they came in and so you just don't block their exit uh and they take off and, you know because once wow. you scare them they're going to take off the way they came in um did he leave with yeah. any snacks or anything in hand or no? He grabbed, he grabbed a box of brown sugar packets <laughs> and uh, I think it was empty, but he had grabbed a, they'll eat anything. I mean, if it's anything food related, they'll eat it. But uh, that was the first time that happened to me. Um, as scary as that sounds, I was like, ah, hopefully he got like a little granola bar or something to kind of, you know, yeah. for his troubles. To, to kind for of his troubles. Snack at least. Yeah. They get plenty. Uh, it's it's pretty common. I mean, but they're just they're so destructive. They will destroy your whole house. I mean, I I've seen multiple million dollar houses just really damaged because a bear lives there for a week, and he'll just go to all the fridges and just eat and uh, tear apart your couch. And they just they're really destructive. <laughs> live like live there for a week. Wow. Yeah. Because I mean, it's a vacation home. Out. Yeah, it's a vacation home. No one's there. Will it sleep there? Will bears like sleep in these homes? I would assume so in some case. Maybe not. Maybe wow. they'll, they'll just come, hang out, and then leave, and then come back the next day. And um, but yeah, it's it was. But they're mainly looking different. for food, right? They don't they don't typically yeah. destroy just to destroy, like throwing down TVs and such. Yeah, they're they're mainly looking for food. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so insane. That's like something that most of the rest of the country like can't even fathom. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like I, I was talking to I think one other inspector, and I was like, but like being down in the south and dealing with like poisonous snakes would freak me out. <laughs> yeah. So I'll take the trade off. You know, bears are they're destructive and big, but they're they're big scaredy cats, and they take off kind of as soon as you start yelling at them, but. I the poisonous snakes. I'm like, nope, not <laughs> I touching don't want that. <laughs> that's crazy. That's so cool. That, that's like something. <laughs> there's so many regional, uh, like scorpions. You know, you hear the Arizona guys yeah. talking about, like, oh yeah, just snakes, scorpions, insects. I don't do insects personally. Yeah, I wouldn't want that either. I, I I'll take the bears any day. Yeah, 
So I got to like, what do you see ahead in the future? Do you think much about kind of the future of either your business or the industry when it comes to, because the industry is slowly getting younger. Um, it's not only, you know, third act kind of I'm retired and want to get in inspections. That's not it. There are a lot of younger people getting in. Um, how do you think that's going to affect things? Because like, I think something like 70% of buyers now and in the future are going to be millennials or Gen Z, right? It's going to be, it's largely going to be your customer base that yeah. is like you. And so that I could see that being a very clear advantage, but like, what else, what else do you think about when you think of the future um, or your future in this industry? Yeah, I think I, I'm curious that if things go down in the economy, how I'll do. Mm-hmm. Uh, most home inspectors that I've talked to in 2008, they did all right. Like every, like, like I think a lot of people, it was tighter, and right. but they, they survived. Um, so I'm interested to see how that, that goes. Uh, I mean, part of me almost thinks that if things go down, it, it'll people are still going to buy houses. Uh, I think people are waiting for things to go down at this point now uh, to almost buy. Uh, I don't know. I think, I mean, so many people have so many thoughts on the issue. I don't think anybody really knows. Uh, It's kind of an open-ended thing, but um, I mean, I think it's going to be great for business with younger, younger home buyers just because they're all about home inspections. Uh, I've had a lot of older clients and they don't even know what this is, this whole process. And really? uh, yeah. And they're like, you know, they tend to be the more difficult, I would say, just because they have so many questions and they care a lot about their homes. Uh, you know, so when you call things out, they're like uh, offended by it. And you're like, you have to, I, I've had multiple like 40 minute hour-long conversations with you know older clients where uh, you know you're just working through the report with them and uh, they're having a hard time you know reading the report and you know opening it up and uh, whereas you know millennials they're like boom 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 they they don't want to talk they just want the report Uh, and so I mean overall I think it's going to be you know I think good for business just because they're they're definitely on board with the home inspections. Uh, they like home inspections. Um, just from what I've seen, I've seen a lot of uh, young, like in their twenties tech people come up to Truckee and they, they love the home inspection. They, they love going through the report. Um, they're, they're, they love that it's not 80 pages of words and that it's, you know, super clear and precise and lots of pictures and, uh, I think it'll be good for, for business overall. Are you, are, do you say that because they, they care about, they want to learn and they like it to be more, if they like the process because it's more efficient or do they not want to know all these things? Cause they're like, Oh, I'll deal with it in the future. Um, like if you had to say millennials, like one way or another, I think they want to know, uh, one of the interesting things about at least generation Z, one of the the interesting statistics is that they're super into real estate. Mm. Um, I, it was an interesting statistic, uh, that I saw that they're, they're just all about it. Uh, and that goes along with the the lines of they, they, they want to be wealthy. They want to be successful. Uh, and, uh, but they're super into real estate. And so they, they just enjoy the process of real estate. I think that I've seen, they enjoy getting the home inspection and going over the report and they enjoy buying the house and that whole process. Um, it's exciting to them. Um, and I mean, for a lot of them, um, you know, they have the money to, you know, deal with it and hire a contractor to, to go deal with all of those issues. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it's, um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's good. It's healthy. And, and a lot of the younger people, they've been excited for the home inspections. And so, yeah, that's amazing. And do you view yourself as having an advantage talking about technology and like the emails or like the tools or the readability of the report? Do you just feel like a natural comfort because you grew up with technology, you know, like just as, as, as I, as I did? Uh, somewhat. I, I feel 
probably for my generation below average on technology just because um, but above average for home inspectors yes but above <laughs> average for home inspectors for the most part uh i think i mean i'm just not super uh, like I, i'm not really on social media very mm -hmm. much uh even for marketing reasons i've just found that word of mouth is the number one thing like it always has been uh and uh that's been really successful for me and so that's kind of where i put my time and effort that'll be and, a big opportunity uh, for you though being that you serve tech folks from the bay area that come in um yeah i bet you there's a huge gap there if uh if you do warm up to that yeah and that, that is definitely the plan luckily my wife is like a, a social media guru nice. so nice uh, i can just have her do most things for me heck yeah and uh uh but yeah i mean overall it's uh, spectora for most of my clients they have just loved it uh, especially when you compare it to other you know reports they just love it it's it's super you know they, they find it super just uh i mean they it makes the reports like enjoyable instead of like dude i can't read this ag 80 page like report right now i just can't <laughs> like I, I don't have the time where, you know, this breaks it down into something so manageable. Uh, especially, you know, if you build your report the right way, uh, I think it, it helps a lot. I think, I mean, another props to Steve, uh, you know, working underneath him for two years and doing at least two inspections a day, I got really familiar with his report and even when, uh, you know, I was leaving, we had discussed like, Hey, like, are you okay? If I like do my report similar, just because that's the only way I know how to do it. But Steve has just, I, I, I told him he should sell his report just cause it's so yeah. good. It's so thorough. He has just broken it down in the best way. And, um, my report's not as good as his it's structured the same way. It's not as good as his. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever be, uh, but I mean, it, that's the cool thing about our reports is they evolve. They can, you can exactly. just change things. And uh, especially just being so recently out on my own, I'm constantly tweaking like, every day, tweaking things. Cause just in figuring things out and like, Hey, how do I do this? And got to make uh, it yours. You know, it, it'll, it'll morph into this beautiful mix of what you learned and kind of what you're bringing every day. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Well, I've had you here for a while. I like wrapping with a few of these questions. Uh, you know, I'm starting to ask them every time. Yeah, I, I have one, one thing I wanted to ask. Uh, has Spectora ever considered or is working on a mileage tracker? Just for home inspectors traveling, uh, you know, being able to have like a log of miles recorded for, you know, write-offs. Um, is that something that's a possibility? We have it. Yeah. We have it in the report section. I'll send you, I'll send you the article on where to find it. Um, oh, really? You already yep. have it? Yeah. We have and an it, export it, for. That's so nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. You'll be set, uh, you know, come tax time. I mean, I, I saw that it was, it kind of maps out your inspections and I was mm -hmm. like, I wonder, I, I've looked for it and I haven't been able to find it, but I would appreciate that. Yeah. Or at least I know it's there now. I'll oh, exactly. I'll shoot you an email with some screenshots after this. Um, awesome. What's one thing you should never do as a home inspector that you've learned over the years? Oh, um, one thing that you should never do. I mean, besides let bears in a house. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never do that. Um, I think, uh, I mean, there's, there's the, a side of integrity as a home inspector you have to have of um, just, again, doing what you say you're going to do. So if you have a comment that says you tested something with a moisture meter, even if you're a thousand percent sure it's dry and it's the middle of summer, test it with a moisture meter. Or if you're going to inspect a crawl space and you see that the crawl space goes back farther and you can't see, you got to go do it. That's your job. Um, other than that, I mean, I, 
other inspectors would probably have way more knowledge and things. Uh, but for me, that's kind of the number one thing for me right now is just, you know, this is a big investment for somebody and this is a home and you gotta, you gotta inspect it like it's your own home. Uh, yeah. That's kind of what I, I try to do every time is inspect it like I'm buying it, uh, you know, and so just doing what you say you're going to do and doing a good job and a thorough job every time. Um, that's kind of the big thing for me right now. I haven't, fortunately, I haven't made uh, any crucial big mistakes yet. And, uh, but I'm sure eventually they'll happen. Yeah. Uh, it's part uh, of being in the business. Yeah. What advice would you have for anyone, a Gen Z or millennial that wants to break into this industry? Yeah. Uh, find someone who, I mean, personally, I would say now I wouldn't work for anyone who didn't use Spectora. Uh, find somebody who's using Spectora and uh, find, you know, find an inspector who's knowledgeable and is looking to coach someone uh, and go work your butt off for them and learn as much as possible. Ask as many questions, ask uh, and just emulate them, learn from them. Um, I think you're not going to go wrong with any of that. Um, but if you want to break into the industry as a young person, I think uh, that is the number one route to, to take is go learn from somebody who knows what they're doing and is really experienced. And because uh, it's just so valuable. Beautiful. And then uh, besides the mileage tracker, which we already have, do you have any other wish list items for us to, uh, to build out? If you think of the future, what would you want to, what would you want to see Spectora do? Uh, I know. I feel like you guys are, you guys are on it. Uh, you guys are just kind of constantly, I see, um, changing things up and adding new things. Um, uh, there's, there was this one thing a while ago that I had an idea of, I don't know the, the practical implications, but uh, there's a company that I know of called QB Casa. Mm -hmm. It's C-U-B-I-C-A-S-A. -A. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like a company out of Finland. And they, they have this really interesting uh, software where they can, you take your phone on their app and you just walk around your house kind of filming the, all the walls and it, like prints out a pretty accurate to like a pretty accurate floor plan oh, cool. um that's really detailed that's like you know if, if you had a kitchen you know an island in your kitchen and it has a sink it'll it'll show that on there uh and it's really close to the actual square footage of your house wow um i thought that might be something to, for you guys to look into just because i mean for for so many houses you know at least up here you're buying a house. It doesn't have any plans. It's from the sixties. Doesn't have right. any plans. You, the floor plan, you have to pay, you know, a couple hundred bucks up to, you know, a few thousand bucks to have somebody come out and do that for you. Right. Um, and it's, it's just something that, you know, maybe an additional service for home inspectors to use is, Hey, you want a floor plan? Uh, while I'm inspecting your house too. I think a lot of people might be very interested in that, but oh, that's, uh, a good that's one. Just, yeah, that might be something to look into. But other than that, you guys are, I feel like doing a, a great job. I love just the everything. I love, you know, the chat bubble, uh, just being able to get quick responses, the attitude of Spectora. I think you guys are crushing it. And uh, yeah, I'm just really excited. Awesome, man. Guys. Appreciate you. Um, this has been great. I'm so glad you reached out, man. This is awesome. We covered some really cool stuff. Um, I'm so happy for you. And now that I heard, have heard your story, you're doing well and uh, you got everything it takes, man. You could, you could probably have as long or as great a career as you want in this industry. Um, where can people find you if they do want to connect? Cause you know, there maybe there might be some younger home inspectors out there that are like, Hey, want to stay in touch. Um, where's the best place they can find you? Yeah, I think uh, genuinely as of right now, uh, you can Google my business in Truckee, California. Uh, vistainspection.com and go to my website uh, my number's on there feel free to call me or anything uh, yeah that's 
That's awesome. kind of the best way as of right now. I'll be working on the social media side of things. Exactly. TBD. Yeah. We'll link yeah. to it in the future. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Thank you so much for spending the time with me, man. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure people will get a lot out of this and uh, best of luck to you in the near future, man. Let's stay in touch. I want to keep up with the progress and uh, we'll see how the rest of this year goes. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I really right. appreciate it. Hey, brother. All right.